Come on, let the church say amen. amen. It's all right to say amen. amen. All right? It's all right to make a little noise in God's house. Remember the Bible said that it was noise that they were in the place. Folk ought to ride by First Baptist today and realize they got something going on. Amen? Because I just believe anything dead ought to be buried. Have I got some live folks in here, First Baptist, that don't mind clapping their hands, that don't mind saying amen, saying thank you, Jesus, because we realize that this is the day that the Lord has made. Not you, not me, not Pastor Matt, but the Lord has ordained this day for this opportunity for us to come together 150 years ago. Amen. So I just want to thank you again for this great opportunity, this awesome experience uh, to come before our people. Let's look at your neighbor and just tell your neighbor, we are family. We are family. Amen, amen, we are family. Folks, way before our time have brought this place together, and, you know, uh, but God put it on Brother Kent Back's heart a few years ago. We talked and it never came to pass, but in God's timing. How many of you know God's time is not our time? See, we're so used to chronological time, but God deals in kairos, amen? For he says a day is as a thousand years, and 1,000 years is as a day. So when we're coming to bless the Lord, we come to bless the Lord because what you see right now is actually a picture of what heaven's gonna be like. All of God's children coming together, amen? Have I got some God children, fearing God children in the house of God this morning, amen? And once again, I want to thank all the auxiliaries, the deacons, uh, all the city officials, everyone that is present here. There's so many, uh, be remiss to name them all because I don't want to miss a name. Uh, a lot of my employers uh, that I work with uh, are here at Gaston City, and I just thank God for this opportunity again. And let's give your pastor, the angel of this house, a great hand. Amen. Listen, listen, if you don't make noise any other Sunday, it's all right this Sunday. Amen. 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 It's all right this Sunday. So we won't be before we long. We have TV time and we may just go past that. So it'll be all right. And this sesquicentennial year, you don't celebrate it but one time in your life. So we might as well celebrate it right. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, go with me to Psalm 100. It's in your bulletin there. Psalms 100. Amen. Since I'm preaching today, I'm your pastor today. Somebody say amen. So if you have it, the way we do it, we will stand in acknowledgement of God's word. Amen? Listen, because when the judge come in to sentence you, don't they say, all rise? What about the one that died for you? What about the one that set you free? We ought to be rising every time his name is mentioned. Amen? So we will read the following verses. Psalm 100. It simply says, make a joy for noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord be, that the Lord, he is God. 
It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Our key verse here is enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Anybody know that the Lord is good? His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. You may be seated. Father, we thank you again today for this great opportunity. Nobody can bring a family reunion together like you can. Father, we thank you, Lord, because this is your day. Lord, you just told us to make a joyful noise. And God, we come to make a noise today, Lord, that hadn't been heard in a long time because your children have come back home. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity because God, you're the great I am. You're the all-knowing. I'm not present, omniscient, omnipotent. Father God, and we just come to give you thanks on this day. It's in your son Jesus' name we do pray. Let every heart say amen. Amen. Amen, amen. The subject that I want you to understand is that thanksgiving belongs to God. Amen. Thanksgiving belongs to God. I'm telling you, I'm going to say amen a lot so you get used to it. Amen. And, and, and the title of this sermon is, Are You Thankful? See, when we enter in God's gates, brothers and sisters, uh, we have to enter with thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving is thanking God for what he has done for not just me, but for us. Thanksgiving brings about a change of attitude in our lives. And thanksgiving also pushes us into action for the welfare and benefit of others. So this morning, the hearer should be able to state why he or she ought to have a heart of thanksgiving. Amen? So it's to God of a tremendous gratitude toward God for the blessing God has given us our lives. So in this introduction of Psalms 100, Psalm 100 is a psalm of praise by none other than the king of praise, King David. It is what we would call an opening song. It speaks of coming before God's presence and entering his gates with thanksgiving. The psalmist David speaks of a relationship God's people have with him. It speaks of the goodness and the mercy of our Lord and Savior. The same words that are in Psalms 23 that says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you and I all the days of our lives. Amen. So here in verse 4, our key verse, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Brothers and sisters, when we come to worship God, we should come with a thanksgiving in our heart. Is there anybody thankful here this morning? You ought to be thankful because he woke you up this morning, started you on your way, closed you in your right mind. You don't have your shoes on top of your head. Have I got a witness in here? I, I, I just believe I preached this morning because God has made a way when there have seemed to be no way. God knows how to turn a bad situation around. But all you need to do, he said, in all things, we ought to give thanks. See, on every fourth Thursday in November is a holiday known as Thanksgiving. 
It's an appropriate day, and it began in the 1600s, around the 1620s, when there were a group of 120 uh, pilgrims on a place called Plymouth that suffered a drastic storm of freezing and rain that devastated their crops. But in the 1621, there were 56 of them that died, but yet from starvation and from disease and from the cold weather. But here it is in 1621, 46 that were left and 91 Indians meant to give thanks for a bountiful harvest the next spring for the preservation of their lives. You ought to thank God today because he preserved you. You ought to thank God that day yesterday wasn't as bad as you thought because he woke you up right early this morning started you on your way with your health and your strength able to get up once again and just open your mouth lift your hands and tell the lord thank you this morning see those folks had every reason to be depressed pastor matt they had every reason to be discouraged amen but they were thankful anyhow have I got some anyhow thankful folks in here? Can you be thankful this morning anyhow? Things didn't work how you wanted them to work out, but you became thankful anyhow. It didn't call the right call, but you are thankful anyhow. When money was acting funny, your change got a little strange, but you could stand up and say, I serve a God that owned the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. Can I get some thankful witnesses in here because they realize that it had not been for the Lord on my side, I would tell them, where would I be? But as a Christian people, we must be thankful unto God, not only on Thanksgiving, but every day, every minute, every hour, and every year, we ought to be telling the Lord, thank you. So the first point I want to make is we enter God's gates with Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is thanking God for what he has done for us. First thing God has done for us is God is our creator. You realize one thing, God created us to praise. God created us because Lucifer done some mess up that it got him slung down. And yet God said, I'm going to create a people. Have I got a witness in here that don't mind appraising me in Walmart, that don't mind praising me when I feel a good feeling in the drive-thru, that don't mind lifting their hands wherever they are, letting them know I am a child of God. And see, reason you go through hell every now and then is because Lucifer got jealous because God put you in the worship place now. He put you to lead the choir. He put you to lead the something. He put you to lead people. Amen, somebody. But yet he says, ah, he's our creator. And then he says, he's our sustainer. Isaiah 26 and 3 says this, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Amen. And then not only that, he's our, he's our, 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 our creator and our sustainer, but he is our redeemer. Isaiah 44 and 6 said, Thus said the Lord, the King of Israel, and his redeemed, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, I am the last, and besides me there is no God. See, brothers and sisters, he died for you and I. So therefore, we've been bought with a price. Have you ever bought something and it didn't work how you wanted to work? You took it right back to the store, didn't you? See, God created you to say praises and amen and lift up his name because he simply says, if I be lifted up, 
He said, I'll draw all men. Aren't you glad while we sit in these pews with our mouths closed and our arms folded? We don't have the gracious time that God doesn't put us back where we come from. But yet God gives us time and time again to give him praise and honor and glory. Don't God deserve that today? Don't God deliver you from something today? Don't you believe that God made a way out of no way when there seemed to be no way? So tell your neighbor, the price that he bought for us, it wasn't cheap. Because God is our creator, sustainer, and redeemer. We have no rights to be anything but thankful today. Thankful for our existence. Where we give thanks always for all things under God, the Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thankful for our daily bread that Timothy said, for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused and be received with thanksgiving. Thankful for our salvation because, but God be thanked that we were servants of sin at one time. But ye have obeyed from the heart that formed of the doctrine which has delivered you. Anybody been delivered this morning? In other words, God brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. How could we, brothers and sisters, be anything else other than thankful for what God has done for you and I? On this 150th family reunion, here it is, two families separated 150 years ago have been brought together by the grace of God. Families now where we worship together. Families now where we pray together. Families now where we believe that God sent his only begotten son through 40 and two generations and, and one Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands. See, in a time where this was an unheard of that blacks and whites were worshiping together in 1855, it, it seemed like sometime we back in 1855 because now the churches have become separated and they say 11 o'clock is the most segregated hour. But here at First Baptist and Friendship, we call that wrong and because we believe we serve the same God. Do we serve the same God that looks high and, and, and sit up there and looks low? Because we are his children. And we are the sheep of his pastor. I thank God, I thank God for Brother J.B. Appleton in 1855, the first pastor, whom I just got to see back there. It took a strong man to say I look past this and look past that and see what God has in store for us. But there was somebody here at First Baptist that looked beyond our faults and met everything that God needed for us. Didn't the Bible say that there's neither Jew nor Greek, male, nor female, that we're all one in Christ Jesus. Somebody ought to get happy right there because there ain't no color making you dominant. It ain't about your money, your prestige, or your power. It's all about do you have the love of Jesus Christ on the inside of your heart? I don't know about you, but I got something to be thankful for. I feel a David spirit about to take over. He said, I will bless the Lord. Can anybody bless him today? At all times, uh, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And he simply said, Brother Matt, my soul. See, you got to take this thing personal. You can't worry about what nobody else do. You got to be understandable like Brother Appleton. He said, my soul will make a boast in the Lord. And the humble shall hear thereof. Here it is. Thanksgiving requires us to focus on the blessings 
that God has provided. Can you thank God for one thing that he's done for you today? Can you thank God for two things or three things? Can you thank God for your entire life? So when we stop focusing on the blessings of God that he has provided, we lose perspective in regards of thanksgiving. I'm, I'm, I'm not an English major, but I know that those two words combined, compounded together, giving thanks in your giving. What are you giving God that you're thankful for? Huh? What are we doing here? And see, when we lose our perspective regarding thanksgiving, our relationship with God will suffer. Thanksgiving is the only appropriate response if we wish to maintain our relationship with God. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17, in all things, give thanks. Lord, are you sure when it's bad? He said, give thanks. When it's good, he said, give thanks. When I'm broke, busted, and disgusted, he said, give thanks. When my enemy come upon me like a flood, he simply says, give thanks. When my way had not been easy, the Lord said, simply give thanks. Have I got a witness in here? I see, 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 you got to realize when you done had some good days and you done had some bad and you learn to give thanks because I won't complain. Here it is, the second point. Thanksgiving brings a change of attitude in our lives. What attitude does Thanksgiving affect in your life? Just about all of them, just to be honest. But let's look at three key ones that handles your attitude. Thanksgiving leads to humility. Proverbs 29, 23 states, a man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Brothers and sisters, to say thank you don't cost you a thing. Thank you to someone means I acknowledge someone for helping me along the way. Because, see, you didn't get here on your own, amen. Somebody paid a price for you to be sitting here in First Baptist. Somebody paid a price for us to be sitting at friendship. And it's our forefathers and our ancestors that done some things that help us to be able to be comfortable where we at. So whether they are here or in the spirit, you ought to just tell them thank you right now. I know you want to feel like you've done it on your own, but if it had not been for the Lord, whether it be good or bad, it doesn't matter because Romans 8, 28 simply tells us this. And we know that all things work together for the good. You had some bad days to come up on you, but yet God knows how to mix that bad in with the good. Have I got a witness in here and make everything all right? It ain't always been sunny on your side of town, but when you look to the hills from which cometh your help, brothers and sisters, you got to realize all of your help comes from the Lord. See, this, long, this songwriter, I've, I've had some good days, I've had some bad days, I've had some hills to climb. And he simply says in one stanza, he said, but when I look around and I think things over, he said, I realize that my good days outweigh my bad. And guess what? He said, I won't complain. Friendship, First Baptist, is something about looking back. You realize your good days outweigh your bad. That is an attitude of humility when you recognize that you haven't got to where you are all by yourself. See, thankful people are humble people. When we're thankful, we will be much less likely to be lifted up in pride. 
Thanksgiving leads to dependency on prayer to God. Because Philippians 4, 6 said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request, what you need, church, what you in need of, he just simply said, let your requests be made known unto God. See, what I'm trying to tell you is that prayer and thanksgiving go hand in hand. The thankful person is a prayerful person. See, we recognize our dependency on God that keeps out an attitude of selfishness. Thanksgiving leads to joy, joy that's unspeakable. See, David said, I, I can't lose my joy. He simply says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. See, people who are thankful are people who are content. Paul said, I've learned to be content in whatsoever state that I'm in. I've learned to give God praise, honor, and glory. People who are content are people who don't mind rejoicing in the Lord. People who rejoice are people who are happy. Thankfulness and joy are first cousins. If you don't have them, you don't have the love of God. See, if you want to be happy today, First Baptist in Friendship, then be thankful to everyone that you meet. But most importantly, be thankful unto God. See, if we fill our thoughts with gratefulness, there won't be room for ingratitude and discontentment. And the third thing and the final thing is that Thanksgiving pushes us to action for the welfare and the benefits of others. Uh-oh. We got to love our neighbors. We got to bless them that curse us. Do good to them that mistreat us. Have I got a witness in here? Pray for them that despitefully misuse and persecute us. The man said, how many times trying to be smart well, shall I forgive? The Lord says, 70 times seven. So every day you ought to be forgiven. That 490 times is a time that you'll forgive in one day. See, if we have a forgiving heart, we'll look past all these other barriers that stop us from loving one another. We'll look past what folks think about us because we got the love of God in our hearts. Have I got a witness in here? See, love covers a multitude of faults. Amen, somebody. Love knows how to go out and find that lost child and bring that lost child home. Have anybody ever lost a child and love brought them home because you prayed the prayer of righteousness and you said, Lord, here it is. Here it is. I don't know how to handle it, but yet I'm going to give it to you because you know how to go bring them home. See, when we're thankful for food and clothes and shelter, guess what? We ought to have the same thought for somebody else. When we're thankful for a good life, we want others to have a good life as well. And when we're thankful for our salvation, we ought to want those that are lost to be found also. See, when we want others to have the blessings we have, see, God blesses you to be a blessing. And if God has blessed you in any kind of way, then God says, I want you to be a steward of what I brought to you. And along the way, you ought to help somebody. And remind you of this. When you give something to somebody, I tell friendship all the time, he said, don't look for it in return. Because he said, when you do it to the least of them, you've done it unto me. See, I, I ain't got a problem with giving Pastor Matt because I know Pastor Matt got a salary. He's going to pay me back. But 
what about those that are homeless? What about those that don't have a roof over their head? See, God said, when you've done it to the least, you've done it unto me. See, he died that he might send his Holy Spirit back to you and I. See, we're his hands and we're his feet. We're his covering. He didn't want us segregated out of churches, out of neighborhoods. He wanted us to come together. Because the Lord simply says this, how can you love me, First Baptist, in friendship, whom you never seen, but yet you see my children every day and you walk by them? All I'm trying to do is let you know, are you thankful today? How thankful are you? See, here it is. Consider the example in John 6 when he fed the 5,000 and Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed it to the disciples. Just as the Lord's Supper was given to the, de to the de uh, deacons to distribute to you. Those guys are servants. And the disciples then turned and went and gave to those that were set down and likewise had as much fish and bread as they wanted. You better realize something, the greatest in the kingdom of God is a servant. And when they were arguing about it, that's what he told them, the greatest is a servant. And when they got through serving everybody, they went around and picked up 12 fragmented baskets. And it was 12 disciples. See, God knows how to bless his servants. And God's going to bless you, First Baptist, because you are servants to us today. So when we consider the day when, and, and the significance of the Lord's supper, supper, which we have partaken, this is supposed to be a time of thanksgiving. Look at what Luke said, and he took the bread and gave thanks, and he broke it, and gave it unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. He said, this do in remembrance of me. Brothers and sisters, it reminds us of what God and Christ did for our sins and our welfare and our benefits. It reminds us what we also must do for the welfare and the benefits of others in God's service. Hence, brothers and sisters, we'll be spurred into action, spurred to worship, Spurred to keep ourselves pure. Spurred to help others along the way. In my closing, brothers and sisters, Hebrews 13 and 5 says this. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. He said to offer it continually. That it is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Somebody ought to make some noise in here. He said, when we enter into his gates, not just when we come into the church today, brothers and sisters, but the gates are when you step out of your home and begin to endeavor in the world that you ought to have a thankful heart. And my question is to you again, from the left to right in the middle, are you thankful? Are you thankful for what the Lord has brought you from and to where he's brought you to? Are you thankful for how he's turned your life around? Won't he pick you up somebody? Won't he fill you with his Holy Spirit? When it seemed to be no way, God will make a way somehow. See, Thanksgiving, what I'm thankful for is that God woke up one morning and, and said, I'm going to send my son, Jesus, to die, not for my sins, but for all of our sins.
Can I remind you that all of us are sinners? Romans 3.23 said, all have sinned. So you know better than nobody else. We're all here in church because the church is a hospital. You ought to come in wounded and go out fixed up, ready to go and continue to be a soldier for the army of the Lord. Wherever God calls you, that's where you ought to go. That's what he said, send me. I'll go. He came down from 40 and two generations, brothers and sisters. Amen. He was born and reared in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, and baptized in the Jordan. And then there was some smart folk that wanted to turn against him, but yet he said, it's expedient that I go, that I send you a comforter. Somebody ought to say, thank you, Jesus. Because you don't have to wait on him no more. You don't have to wait on him to come knock on your door. He's already in your heart. If you just trust him, he said, all things are possible to them that believe. And if you're a believer today that God knows how to turn a bad situation around, I just want you to just stand up and give God a praise in here because if it had not been for the Lord on your side, you would be in a mess and that's why your life is a message. But I come to tell you that he died one Friday. But early Sunday morning, somebody know he got up, he got up with all power in his hand. The doors of the church are open. Pastor Matt will come down. And if there's one today that don't know the Lord, whether it's by prayer, letter, baptism, I wouldn't leave here without not knowing my Savior. Because he died for you and I. And whatever problem you have is not too big for him. Whatever smaller issue you think it'll bother God is not too small for him. See, one thing he told me in Isaiah, he said, they that wait upon the Lord. Somebody here know he might not come when you want him. But when he come, y'all better talk to me. You sure gonna want him. Amen. So God is able to handle every situation. Ask yourself this morning, are you thankful? Are you thankful on this side? Are you thankful in the middle? You hadn't gotten what all you have because you pulled yourself up by your own bootstraps. Amen. So God loves to be praised. And while we're together, let's give God the loudest praise that we can. Because we don't know when we're going to see another 150 years. Pastor Matt. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, thank you, Earl. Thank you so much for serving us so well. We do want to offer an invitation this morning. Uh, I think thankfulness is the, one of the primary characteristics of a child of God. And so this morning, if God's been working your heart, um, the Lord's been working your heart, we want to open this altar to you this morning. So I'm going to ask uh, Sharon and uh, I'm going to ask Nate if he would come forward. And uh, we are going to open this altar up to anyone who'd like to pray. Um, if you are looking for a church home, I'd love to talk to you about what it means to be a member here at First Baptist, I know Earl, if you've been, been wishy-washy on joining at Friendship, I'm sure he'll talk to you right there, won't you, Earl? You know, if you're, 
interested in that. If you've never trusted Jesus for the first time, I'll, I'll be sitting down here. I'd love to talk to you about what it means to trust Christ as your Savior. And uh, if you're a believer and you just need to pray, this altar's open to you. After this prayer, I want to invite you to come. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for this opportunity we have to come together in this family reunion. We thank you for the preaching of your word. God, we thank you for our friends, old and new. And God, we pray, uh, Lord, that you would bless this time of fellowship we're about to have here in just a few moments. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.